Smith College, we have President Clarence Wyatt. Good morning. Good morning, Vanessa. Also with us, Associate Vice President of Communications and Marketing, Dwayne Bonifer. Good morning, Dwayne. Good morning from soon to be the San Diego of the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it, right? Yes, we can, we amen. Little, we can bring in a little surfing, you know, that'd be that'd be all right. If, yeah, <laughs> if I could bring the beach, people would there, probably there you go. vote me president if I could do that. Could you extend it all, all this weather all the way through? Let's see, at least the 22nd, because we've got the walkout on the 22nd. Everyone moves in on the 20th, so that would be nice for the mm-hmm. students would, and their families. It would be nice, but you know how it goes. Yeah, We're going to get hot, hot, sure. hot. It, it always happens, it seems like, at the end mm. of August. But speaking of which, um, so this week people are going to see activity on campus because our football players just moved in. Uh, they did. They moved in this past Wednesday, but we've had students here uh, uh, before that even. We had students come in at the very end of July, actually, to work on the, our, uh, our wonderful summer research program for incoming students, the SOFIA program. Uh, they're doing their final presentations today. Uh, just so we've, yeah, we've had students on campus for now well, at least a week and a half. But, yeah, we, when the football team moves in, you really see it because I think as of right now there's 117 of them. So, Well, what's nice is driving by on Euclid and looking over and – being able to see practice in full swing and Coach Braun and his team, they're they're looking like they're ready to go. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good year this year. I went over there yesterday morning for their first practice. They started at bright and early at 7 in the morning, and Coach Braun was telling those players it's time to get the demons out, which is his word for all the bad things you did over the summer. You know, this is your opportunity to see where you stand and how much more training you need to do between now and September 3rd when the season opens. Well, okay. and, and Dwayne's a football dad now, yeah, too. That's right. So That's right. Gary Barker Bonifer is going to be on the on the roster this year, so it'll be interesting. What's his position? Um, right now, I think it's student and learning <laughs> the, 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 the game. Uh, l- linebacker is, is w- what he's practicing for, but he's one of those kids who will play wherever the coach puts him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to it. Uh, we have our broadcast schedule uh, ready. Dwayne, tell us when our first broadcast of Monmouth College Fighting Scots football, Fighting Scots football happens. It's going to be a historic one. Yes, the first night game. First mm-hmm. night game at April's Home Memorial Stadium at Bobby Wall Field. September 3rd, 7 o'clock against Wartburg College out of Iowa. Um, we'll have kickoff at 7 o'clock. I believe you all go in the air about 20 minutes early, so go in the air about 6.40 if you can't make to the game or if you come to the game and want to bring the radio with you like we used to do back in the 1970s and 80s. You'd have your transistor radio with a little earpiece in, in your ear to listen, listen to what was going now on. You can listen, just, listen to Kay Wood Ledford. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now you can just listen on your earbud and your cell phone. Exactly. Yeah, first night game, nothing like taking on – Wartburg, basically the Alabama of D3 football, right? Yes, yes. It, it, and, you know, the thing I admire so much about Chad Braun is he doesn't open with a cupcake. Right. He doesn't play easy non-conference games. He uses those as an opportunity, as a measuring stick, to see where his team is and show them where, where they are so that what they need to do between that first game and the conference play because that's really what matters, right? If you win the conference, you get into the D3 playoffs. If you don't win the conference, you don't get into the D3 mm-hmm. playoffs. Okay. Well, let's talk about Monmouth College. As you said, uh, kids are starting to move back mm-hmm. in. What's the start of the school year look like, Dr. Wyatt? Uh, it looks it looks great. We've got, uh, of course, you know, numbers stay in flux until uh, until the first day of classes, actually. But we have got a very strong class coming in, uh, a significantly bigger class than in the last couple of years uh that's very good so we're going to open uh at a 
at a, high, a significantly higher enrollment than we did a couple of years ago. Um, very excited about that and just a, a great group of kids, people who are excited to, to be here. Um, we've got a lot of good activity going on. We've got some new physical improvements on the campus. The, uh, anybody who drives by, drives down 6th Street, sees uh, uh, seen our brand new tennis courts and uh, well or at least our newly uh, <laughs> our newly surfaced uh, tennis courts and we've got a little bit of work left to do to those I'm going to have some uh, uh, some varying some branding windscreens that go up and we're going to get some lettering yet to go on those we've uh, uh, have completed work and we'll dedicate at homecoming a brand new amphitheater behind the Center for Science and Business it's a uh, has been constructed through the generosity of, of alumnus and uh, emeritus trustee Bill Trubeck in memory of his wife, who was also an alumna of the college. And I will put in a little plug here. It was uh, Bill provided the funding for it, uh, but my wife, Loby Stone, conceived it and designed it. So that's, uh, uh, that's already been a great addition to the campus, a wonderful gathering space. So we've got some, some physical improvements to the campus to celebrate as well. Okay. And uh, Dwayne, yeah, we're looking at a, a larger enrollment for freshmen. What uh, what are we looking at total enrollment wise? We're looking at about eight hundred students this school year. So eight hundred nine month tourists will be living in uh, Monmouth, Warren County. Uh, so that that should help the stores. That should help the businesses around here. And of course, every weekend, every event we have, all those nine month tourists will be attracting family members and friends and. Uh, relatives from out of town to help the restaurants and help the stores so we'll be doing our part to help the Monmouth Warren County economy. How is the international enrollment given the pandemic really slowed us down? Well and it it still is I mean it's it's going to take a while for uh, international students to to come back to the states it's not just it it is a, a nationwide phenomenon uh, for several years it fell off and students from Asia in particular China had been the frankly the cash cow for a lot of institutions University of Illinois for example uh, which did its football broadcast in Mandarin for a while I think I remember hearing but the uh, uh, a lot of those students uh, for any number of reasons decided not to come to the United States and started going to places like Australia um, so it's going to take a while to come back we still are very much committed to the idea of having having international students. Uh, they have brought a great richness to the campus. Frankly, for us, uh, the, our international students have been much like our domestic students. These are people who uh, uh, maybe have come from less than advantaged backgrounds for which Monmouth College really changes the arc of their lives. And so uh, uh, we are committed to building that back. Okay. But it's but it's it'll it'll take a while. And uh, Dwayne, are we looking at? Uh, uh, students that, that are here, where are they coming from? Are we seeing a, really a variety of counties across the state of Illinois? All over the state of Illinois, all over the United States as well, about two dozen states. Um, that's what's one of, I think, the great things about Monmouth College, right, is that you can come to college here and come with your classmate, cl- come with a friend, but in a, there's a good opportunity that you're going to have a roommate from another part of the world, another part of the United States. I was talking about Parker earlier. His roommate is from Nevada. He's a, a pitcher on the baseball team. Um, of course, we just graduated a pitcher on our baseball team, Matt Datloff. He's in uh, law school uh, this fall. But uh, it's it's sort of an interesting uh, opportunity, you know, for kids to meet 
folks from other places, other cultures. CJ, our son who graduated mm-hmm. in the spring, his roommate was from Milwaukee. And uh, not only was, was from Milwaukee, but played lacrosse. And CJ was a track and cross-country guy. So he got to learn about the game of lacrosse. And they had another lacrosse roommate as, as well. And as a result of that, um, Parker, who's never played lacrosse before, is interested in trying out for the lacrosse team in the spring because about a third or so of their students that they add to the roster every year are non-lacrosse players who are learning to play it on the collegiate level. So it's, it's still a relatively new sport out here. So those are some of the benefits you have, right, of having roommates from all over the world, all over the country, all over the mm-hmm. state of Illinois. And Clarence, we have a program that I believe it is Professor Fasano that is helping you, um, that is going to help agriculture or at least impact data research. Oh, you're talking about the, the NSF? Yes. Grant? Yeah, the, the National Science Foundation. Well, and it's th- this is in the very early stages of this. And the, uh, the National Science Foundation normally funds pure research. Uh, they've actually uh, started a new program, just announced it just a few weeks ago, actually, uh, where it's called Innovation Engines. And the idea is to f- fund research in areas, and to use their language, areas that have been left behind by technological advances of the last 25 to 30 years, or that maybe had, I think, or that, that have not benefited as much from technological advances of the last 25 to 30 years, um, and and fund research that will end up being applied research that essentially will become uh, uh, community and economic development engines for these areas. And so we are, we Monmouth College are. Uh, have jumped into that uh, jumped into that grant competition as as you said Chris has been doing uh, research and doing business for some years in terms of being able to gather agri- uh, ag data and enable farmers to apply it real time to increase their their profitability and so the that's the premise of this we submitted a, the first step was to submit a concept letter and based on those concept letters, um, applicants were were or were not invited to go to the next step. We were invited to go to the next <coughs> step, so we're in the process of putting that together now. There will be uh, some 50 uh, uh, Type 1 grants allocated. Those will be a million dollars. We hope we'll make that. And then if you get the Type 1 grant, you use that money to apply for the Type 2 grant, which could be as much as $160 million over 10 years. So fingers crossed, candles lit. Uh, but this is the this this is we have so many assets in terms of doing this kind of project in this area, and we've already been in contact with folks like you and others who can provide support and expertise for this. Okay, well, I certainly can't provide expertise, but I do know a lot of farmers who could. There you go. And uh, <laughs> we learn so much from them at our ag roundtables and the yeah. farmers' breakfast coming up on September 9th. Right. Okay. Also coming up, one of the guests who attends our Farmer's Breakfast is uh, Judy Robeson, and she has her sixth annual mm-hmm. Wiswell Robeson Lecture. Tell us all about it, Dwayne. Well, we've had some great speakers, first of all. In just six short years, it's enhanced the college mm-hmm. in so many ways by bringing experts in to speak about the ag industry. And 
boy, I tell you, th- this year on September 12th, it, one of the legends in the ag-, ag media, Mike Adams, that's going to be a great talk. I'll, I've looked forward to all of them. I've enjoyed all all five that we've had so far. But I, this one I'm especially looking forward to because it was a voice I was familiar with on the radio, right, and somebody that I, I listen to a lot, and I'm just going to be interested to hear his take on things now that he retired I believe in December mm-hmm. and so it's going to be it's always interesting to hear somebody who's had such a distinguished career in an industry for as long as his was after they retired to reflect on it because they're a little unplugged right they have the freedom to say mm-hmm. some things about the industry that maybe they always wanted to say you know I think if, if even if you just have a just a general interest or a small interest in the ag industry uh, in this country I think it's going to be a great talk yeah, we're going to find out here right after you guys. Mike is expecting my phone call to talk <laughs> about um, what he's been doing since retirement and his upcoming, he'll preview uh, his upcoming speech, uh, spe- I shouldn't say speech, talk, talk. at the uh, the lecture coming up on Monday, September 12th, 7 p.m., Mammoth College, Doll Chapel and Auditorium. That's a great location mm-hmm. to have this event. Gentlemen. Welcome back to school. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Vanessa. And, and I never want to go off the air without thanking you and the station for everything you do for the college and for our community. It is our pleasure. We have a great team here. Yes, we Indeed. do. Great team, great community. All right. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you. That is Dr. Clarence Wyatt, president of Monmouth College, associate vice president of communications and marketing, Dwayne Bonifer on WR.